On today's edition of the show, we're going to be recapping the weekend that was in our own backyard for All-Star Weekend. We're going to be discussing the activities around the weekend, the skills competition, and the actual game. All on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, February 6th edition of the Lockdown Four Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Make sure to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast app you listen to, and especially on YouTube. We're just four subscribers away from 200 followers on the YouTube page. And what a better time to come over and subscribe, and especially coming out of All-Star Weekend. So let's get right into it. All-Star Weekend in our own backyard, South Florida, showcasing to the hockey world the culture that has continuously been building. Of course, team success has a lot to do with that with with the Florida Panthers winning their first playoff series. And of course, even the year before where they got second place in the central division, in that 56 game season and challenging the Tampa Bay lightning at the time, the culture down here is just growing so much. And of course, people liking the weather as well in South Florida. It's just, it's just a big incentive for people to want to come. And, you know, you never know who will want to come down to South Florida after a weekend like this weekend that we had here in South Florida. And, you know, for, for me personally, it was a, a weekend of growth for, for myself to network with a whole bunch of people. And of course, meet a lot of people as well. I was very fortunate to meet my friend, my locked on hermana, Erica Ayala of locked on crack in there in person. We met at the United by hockey bus, uh, there where I also got to meet Angela James, uh, hockey hall of famer, first black woman to ever be inducted into the hockey hall of fame there. And of course, a meeting with my friend Alex Slump from Full Press Hockey, who you listened to on the show. We met at the red carpet event, saw every player from every every team go down the red carpet, take every pictures. And of course, I wanted to get that opportunity to send every one of my locked on hosts a picture that I got of their player on the red carpet and send it to them via DM as well. And I had a lot of bile steel during the week, and I realized how good that drink was as well. Uh, no wonder why it's marketed as much as it is. And you know what? Me personally, I'm, I might just buy more of it and have it delivered here if that's how it works when it comes to uh, getting some uh, BioSteel. But of of course, um, had opportunities to meet other content creators from around the around the NHL media as well. I met, I had an opportunity to meet Catherine Bogart, who is the uh, who works for the New Jersey Devils as well. Uh, Fat Two from uh, Black Girl Black Girl Hockey Club as well. And just and also I got to meet uh, meet Steve Levy for two seconds as well, so it was pretty cool. And Sarah Nurse after the skills competition, so it's pretty cool to meet a a whole bunch of people from from just media and fans as well. And let's talk about the dimensions in the arena as well, the blue line waves uh, as well, and the gold crease having the waves and the face off dots with the sun as well. I thought I think that's uh, that was a pretty cool, and I hope they keep that post All Star break personally. Um, 
the national anthem performances not not honest honestly not familiar with any of the artists from the skills competition to the all-star game my favorite one was sacha um even though i'm not familiar with her music her version of the canadian national anthem i thought that was uh really cool um and of course fallout boy uh with their second intermission performance along with the central florida orchestra you know a 10 minute set's not going to get you much um but i i did get to see them after the fact at the beach bash uh in fort lauderdale after the all-star game but skills competition of course uh roberto luongo part of the break um breakaway challenge of course uh mitch martyr going with miami vice uh Pasternak doing happy go more with linus hallmark as his caddy uh sid and o alex ovechkin along with their son uh sergey ovechkin uh um, doing the three on O breakaway against uh, Roberto Luongo and having to sign uh Jersey by PK uh, Subban. So don't know if PK is going to keep it or is it going to be auctioned, but I thought Matthew Kachuk and Sasha Barkov got robbed on the, on their skills competition of um, needing the lifeguard, bringing Christian, Christian Wilkins of the Miami Dolphins, um, Roberto Luongo ha having a noodle as part of, of uh, his in replacement of a goalie stick. And one of the judges gave him a two, a two come on man it's got to be uh better than that and of course uh pitch and puck uh which is something very near and dear to my heart based on my line of work with with hockey currently and then my past life media life in golf but uh nick suzuki starting it off with the tee shot right off the tee of course them using a board to help him uh, snap a wrister down the fairway uh jason robertson really dug himself in a hole with his uh, tee shot but uh it, it, and just cleared it on his approach, but the Suzuki of uh, just the approach was the difference between his and then having it within five to 10 feet to sink it in for birdie. The only one who got it in for birdie, uh, Tendi tantrum, uh, Tendi <laughs> tandem, excuse me, not tantrum. Uh, I like the concept. Of, I, I really like the concept of it uh, where it lands in a certain place, determines your odd man rush. Uh, the only ones who really got in the hole were, uh, um Stuart Skinner and UC Soros and as far as the uh women's hockey players as as well the Canadians have some bragging rights on how they were uh conducting their odd man rushes with Rebecca Rebecca Johnston and Emily Clark Clark both hitting the post um even though they didn't get any goals there and uh and as well as Sarah Nurse uh doing Igor a little dirty pulling the Forsberg and doing the a little bit of of uh handling the puck from the toe right at the blue line which aaron brown uh pointed out the panthers who uh participated in that in the tending tandem tandem um kachuk had a breakaway one on oh against igor stopped and then barkov was uh tried a toe backhand on igor as well so and connor hellebuck and uc Saros were the winners of that accuracy shooting barkov participated in that one 25.29 leon dry in it was missing so much that he started giving up a little bit, handling the puck a little bit, and then going backhand. And then Connor McDavid stole the show in that one, going four for four in 9.4 seconds in the preliminary around. And I like what they did as well when putting two of them at the same time and then having a battle of Alberta and a battle of New York as well. And then Kadri beating Connor McDavid by just 0.3 seconds, uh, Brock Nelson beating Panarin, and then N Nelson coming out on top. And then uh, fastest skater uh Connor McDavid's not going to be participating in it anymore and after seeing Kel Kel McCarr take the first one 
uh, and falling, you kind of understand why that that players don't exert all of their energy in the in the fastest skaters because you're risking injury at that point, and and that's a little bit of a scary uh, scary competition when it comes to the skills competition because you know this is about fun. You're not taking this as seriously, and and you know congratulations to Andrei Svechnikov uh, on on getting the win as well here. But hey. Um, it was just a little bit of a scary moment seeing, seeing that uh, at first. And, of course, Dylan Larkin, uh, who's won this before, participated in it again. And then a splash shot uh, as well. We spoke about a little bit how Alex Baumgartner and I saw it in person on the Friday, excuse me, the Thursday at Fort Lauderdale Beach. And uh, won't say which uh, part was uh, re-recorded, but the, you notice that when you watch that, they're both, the final round is both on one side. That's because one of the previous recordings uh was having it on one side where the boards weren't just weren't going down so the boards on the right were built a little bit differently than the ones on the left i won't say which um I, again i won't say which uh contestant tried shooting the puck uh there and just couldn't get them down even though they were hitting them really hard but i did like that that igor sisterkin was using a goalie stick to shoot his of course you you gotta uh use what with what you usually handle the puck with and of course uh, Igor Sisterkin uh getting so close to getting goalie goals um late in games uh one last year and of course almost won against the Florida Panthers as well uh it, it's it's pretty cool to see that concept and of course uh was wondering uh hopefully that nobody was walking around Fort Lauderdale Beach behind that and hopefully nobody was getting hit uh by pucks but we did see one uh boat pretty far in the distance in that one and no pucks reached there, but you know it got at least within like at least thirty feet of it. So, uh, no nobody was hurt in that one. So, thank thank thankfully. Um, and you know the Kachucks teamed up as well, and uh, Brady kind of let Matthew down. Matthew was the one in the duck tank. Uh, Brady was uh, Brady unfortunately could not help him and his brother get past the first round in the splash shot competition, but still a uh, very. Very unique and cool idea by the NHL here for, for All-Star Weekend. In segment number two, we're going to talk about the actual All-Star game at FLA Live Arena. We're going to be discussing some interesting line pairs that we saw throughout the afternoon at FLA Live Arena. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And our next partner is a product that I literally use every day because I started taking AG1 because, you know what? I just got back from South Florida. Just four hours ago but during my time there of course uh, I, I always have to stay in my main uh, part of town which is southwest Miami-Dade of course did the drive from Miami-Dade to Broward every single day throughout the throughout the all-star weekend and what what was I doing I was getting a, quite a little bit of Cuban coffee at, at those uh, at those windows ventanita culture as I say where you could just walk up grab your coffee and go and sometimes that could be a little too much but but now that I'm back I have to start taking my athletic greens and right right before I left there. And it's and that is why I started using them because what because sometimes you need a little bit of a break from the coffee. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Nutrition, with just one scoop and a cup of water 
every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Back on the second segment here on this Monday, February 6th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where we're going to talk about the game on Saturday. And, you know, you know, these players aren't really trying. They're not really skating to the fastest of their speed. But, you know, 19,250 fans attended this event, a sellout. You know, there were some empty seats here and there, um, not completely packed, but still all over fans from all over coming down here enjoying the nice weather and they found out once again very quickly how far everything is from the beach to the arena and all but still an overall great night uh and great weekend uh stanley c panther he got most valuable mascot in the all-star game um and it gave an opportunity to learn every goal song from every team um i never really heard the dallas stars one clearly on the tv until and I didn't really hear it clearly until today. And uh, I, I actually, that's actually one of my favorite uh, goal songs of all of them. Uh, the one of the Boston Bruins kind of triggers me uh, because the, that's the same song that UCF fans uh, use. And they say they chant UCF nights after the, after their original part uh, there, but it took it, it gave an opportunity to, uh, to learn every song and it's weird uh, in let's start with just pacific versus central like elias Pettersson could have had a hat trick he was actually um along with a line with bo horvat his former teammate who's still on the western conference team but had an islanders patch on him and it's funny because he just got extended uh today eight times 8.5 and he had a offside uh he had a goal that was taken away from offside kevin fiala crossed over the blue line a little a little bit uh for a second too early and i'm like come on man you can't be doing a you can't be doing an offside review in an all-star game uh, but it was the nation and mckinnon show as well uh but and for but for the atlantic versus metro it was the kachuk show it was the matthew kachuk show and brady uh where the kachuk brothers were together along with cap captain alexander barkoff as well i thought that was really cool some of the pairings was really what i was focused on I, I wasn't really focused on evaluating how they were doing well except in the second game Andre Vasilevsky who had like a under 700 save percentage in the in the championship game so uh c- c- come on Vasi come on man <laughs> but uh but the fact that every Vasilevsky making a save and then the crowd cheering it felt a little weird not gonna lie um and same thing with Kucherov, if he made if he made a good play as well. And then some of the other combinations with the Atlantic Division: Mitch Marner, David Pasternak, along with Nikita Kucherov. Which, if you think about it, those are the top three uh, leaders in the standings. There, of course, Crosby and Ovechkin. They were paired uh, together for the breakaway challenge on Friday night, and then on a line together along with Adam Fox, so a Norse Trophy winner, paired up with uh, put together with two legends and then there were times where you saw Marner and Nick Suzuki together a hab and a leaf there as well but 
again for the central um the central division it was the nathan mckinnon show uh for for the for the central division and i uh jokingly tweeted uh at andrew imber the pa announcer of the florida panthers which i want to give a shout out to andrew imber on just the great job that he did this weekend even though uh it, it was a little different like saying less than a minute to play it's usually you're usually used to him finishing less than a minute to play in the blank period but the fact that it was two halves 10 minutes each with a, just a three-minute intervention just hearing less than a minute to play and not having it uh completed that was a little weird and it got uh, it it was it was a little different and of course uh in in the skills competition as well we're not used to hearing just saying come on get loud for for this specific player and of course a different player that's not a florida panther neither so it was a it was it was a different it was a different type of uh weekend as as a viewer as us viewers there in person but i'm, I'm sure also for for ember as well having a different role in in, in announcing as well uh like i said the matthew kachuk show uh five points in the in the first game two points in the second game Barkoff getting four assists in in the two games as well dylan larkin challenged uh challenged uh matthew kachuk for all-star game mvp but of course you got to give it to the hometown guy uh first panther since pavel Bure to win all-star game mvp since 2000 uh and of course that was the year that the florida panthers made it to the playoffs that year before getting swept by the new jersey devils and of course uh uh, Paul Burry getting those uh, 58 goals or 59 one 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 of those seasons that uh, he got he got he helped carry the Panthers to the postseason before that sweep against New Jersey and first pan um, first uh, player of to win All Star Game MVP on their home ice since Ryan Johansson in uh, 2015 and just uh, you know like I said these players are just messing around these players are just not giving a crap they're just they're not exerting at full speed and of course goalies they don't want to do something that would help them get injured especially to the groin area which is a it's which is a very tough position uh when it comes to like your lateral movement as well and you don't want to do anything that would take you away from any of your regular season games coming up because I mean, it's such a quick turnaround too, for a lot of these teams. I mean, a lot of teams are playing on Monday. I mean, the Florida Panthers are one of them. I mean, so, but, but the entertainment factor of it as well, just the region showing off its weather. I mean, trying to show a little bit of a tan that I have on the camera, the best that I can hold on a little bit of a tan right there. You could see it uh, there. And just the activities around the area too, with dressing up as a goalie. Like you heard my story on Friday's episode with Alex Baumgartner. Please go re-listen to that if you really want a good laugh too. And uh, accuracy challenge. We had our own edition of accuracy challenge with the beach festival, uh, air hockey. You, you name it. Just so many great all-around activities around the around the all-star game and just th this this region hockey is here to stay it it truly is and the panthers have quite a bit of things to figure out in a few years when their lease is close to coming to an end in 2028 and but this 
if Gary Bettman is looking, and of course the ownership of the Florida Panthers and Vinny Viola, they're going to find a way to continue to have this sport here, especially with all the owners meetings that happen here too, and the GM meetings, and then some of the reporters that come here to cover the, those meetings, then come to FLA Live Arena to cover a game. I mean, Matthew Kachuk even markets it saying, what better place in the NHL is, is there to play hockey than South Florida? And I remember just going back all the way to media day at the Panthers ice den. And just the first thing I did before I even asked Matthew Kachuk a question was saying, welcome to South Florida. And every single person that I encountered with throughout the weekend, I either said, welcome to South Florida or welcome to my state. It's just, when you think of hockey, you don't think, you don't think Florida immediately. You don't. But again, the culture that was created here with some winning, some. There's still a lot of work to do as far as the actual team that takes the ice every day at FLA Live Arena. But it, it's grown. And the amount of the amount the amount of attendance too at the Beach Festival, at the All Star Game, at the Friday night event in Lot A after Friday Friday night the skills competition and then the beach bash after the fact, it's just created a great environment for this sport and fallout boy uh, performed at the beach bash after the fact and got to see a full set and they're actually going to be on tour um, in Ju late July. They're coming to West Palm beach in Tampa. Um, I, I just might go buy a ticket and just see them again because that was such an amazing show. Again, uh, MVP of the weekend for me is uh, Eric Ayala of locked on Kraken an overall just great human being and deserves a lot a lot of praise and very glad to have her in in my life and of course the locked on network here as well but in segment number three we're going to discuss some of the comments from matthew caldwell and gary bettman as a result of all-star weekend we're going to discuss that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about FanDuel. And FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's, it, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Third and final segment here on this Monday, February 6th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where we just finished recapping All-Star Weekend. 
And man, if you can't tell by now, just listening to me, I'm just overall pumped, have a lot of energy. It's funny, I have a lot of energy and I haven't slept much over the weekend. I'm pretty burnt too from being out in the sun. But I'm just very excited about just the opportunity, the memories that we were able to all able to make. And even if you follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers, the thing I tweeted before the all-star skills challenged before it even began, something very simple. Let's make memories, South Florida. And I hope that some of you who happened to go to the event, that you were to create a beautiful memory, whether you went by yourself, whether you went with your best friend, whether you went with your children, whether you went with your parent, whoever. I hope that you personally, whoever's li listening to this, had the time of your life. Because I, cer I certainly did. Uh, it, down down there and of course it, it's uh it's it's definitely something that i will cherish forever i mean i would have had the same ener energy just going there as just just a fan too and the fact that i did ha have a little bit of both as as media and as a fan too uh it was the, just the perfect, the, the the perfect combination of it all coming together. And you know, I was ten years old when when this uh, when the last time the All Star Game came to South Florida, and I wasn't even following hockey yet. And it might be another twenty years, but it, it was uh, it's something that I'll always remember. And let's get to some comments that Matthew Caldwell and Gary Bettman made about the weekend that was in South Florida. Uh, David Dort did ask uh, Matthew Caldwell about the naming rights for the arena. Uh, he said that somewhere around the postseason is when we will hear about the naming rights deal. Of course, when Truist, excuse me, when SunTrust and BB&T merged, they became Truist. And of course, there were so many parks and stadiums around the U.S. that had one of those names that had to convert to Truist. I mean, you think of BB&T Field where Wake Forest plays. You think of SunTrust Parks where the park where the Atlanta Braves play. And of course, BB&T Center, the former name of FLA Live Arena. And so... So it's crazy to think that South Florida venues, I mean, we've had so many name changes to so at least three out of four of them. I mean, look at FTX Arena. Now it's Miami-Dade Arena uh, after the bankruptcy of FTX. And honestly, they should go back to the AAA, but that's my opinion. But And then uh, Lone Depot Park just recently uh, being the name of, Mar of Marlins Park, which I'm still not used to. I still call it Marlins Park out, out of habit. But... There should be a naming rights deal by April. Uh, Gary Bettman says that the 2024 All-Star Game will be in Toronto, which there's been a little bit of talk about how they want to structure All-Star Games, uh, more of putting them in warm weather, weather cities because it's more of an incentive to, for fans to go. 
Because I don't know if you can – I don't know what they're going to do as far as you, – you're not going to do a dunk tank in Toronto. You're, you're definitely not. You're not going to do anything golf-related in Toronto. But, of course, uh, Toronto's the mecca of hockey. So they'll come up with something creative as well. And speaking of outdoors uh, stuff, there's an attempt to try to have an outdoor game in relation to the Panthers. But like I've said on the show – Florida in general just has a geographical disadvantage. And the reason why the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to get an outdoor game is because they were the road team. And they played in Nashville. So going to be a little hard for the Panthers to get an outdoor game. And plus, you got to win a little bit more than you already have last season. It needs to be more than one playoff series for it to be marketable as a game. I was hoping that they would have gotten the stadium series game against the uh Carolina Hurricanes, that's actually coming up later this month, but it'll be the Washington Capitals. I mean, of course, uh, they're going to try to sell Alexander Ovechkin, who's at least a, a season or two away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's uh, goal record. One positive is uh, Gary Bettman saying that the NHL could be approaching $6 billion in revenue, where last year it was at 5.4. This is Great news for the Panthers. Keith Yandel's buyout money will be gone. And it was cool to see Keith Yandel very involved in the All-Star Weekend, even though that cap hit is still looming very large on this organization. But it's going to help the Panthers big time. The projection is going to be 83.5, but I have a really good feeling it's going to be a lot higher. And another thing is uh, the All-Star Legacy Project. Uh, they are using it to refurbish and revitalize the roller hockey rink at Holiday Park at the War Memorial Auditorium, which before I drove back here to Central Florida, I was not at the, I was not at the original press conference uh, for the announcement. But I did happen to drive by today right before coming back up here and just driving around the area. And, of course, there's a, a little bit of talk about whether the War Memorial Auditorium was going to be ready in time for All-Star Weekend. I drive there, by there today. It's not It's not even close to being ready. First time I got to see it in person uh, in, in a while. So just brace for it to be at the start of training camp next year. So that is a little bit of your update based on War Memorial and a new practice facility for the Florida Panthers, which once again, it's on the Eastern side of the County, which is closer to where the players live. And it markets the team a lot better than having it almost near Palm beach County, where their practice facility is at the ice den in Coral Springs, even though it's still going to likely going to have the purposes of the Florida Panthers there. It just won't be where the team will practice in the future. So those are some of the little itty bitty projects that the NHL is using to leave an impact after all-star weekend being here in our own backyard. So just, I'm very proud to call myself a South Floridian. I'm very proud to call myself a fan of this team and to be able to cover them and to provide you guys with the, up, the updates on and also a perspective on the on the all-star experience too let's not forget that the experience is really 
what it's all about here. And usually in a normal year, I don't care about all-star games. But this, this was in our own backyard, and I wasn't, I wasn't going to miss this for the world to be able to just be a part of it. And I hope that, and I'm sure there's a lot of you listening out there who said, who told yourself this as well, that you, that you wanted this as a memory for the rest of your life. And, and if you happen to not go, don't, don't fret. It's a, but I hope that if you didn't go, that you get a little bit of a taste of how impactful it is and how it changes, possibly, possibly changes how the Florida Panthers are viewed. And it's a destination franchise. The Florida Panthers are a destination franchise, and you never know what this is going to do in free agency or a trade. It might not be this deadline, but it could possibly be this offseason and beyond, especially with that announcement that Gary Bettman had of $6 billion. And the, and the Panthers, they're, they're back in action tonight. And uh, they even had practice. To, they even had practice today. And I, I haven't even gotten to talk about that, uh, which maybe after morning skate tomorrow, we will do a preview episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We'll, we'll be back to talking about the action on the ice with this team. But I wanted to take this time to talk about just the weekend and how great it was for this community. And I hope that you guys, South Florida hockey fans, you guys are proud to not only be part of this region, but to call the Florida Panthers your team. And so that's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steer Roden and Locked On NHL Prospect. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Peter Bukowski gives you a 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Follow Locked On Sports Today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Sir Ramon Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day.